Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to Western New York Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs in Western New York take next step in their own business. And today we have Nicholas Stella, uh, the owner of Rise Supplements. Uh, say hi, Nick, if you don't mind. Hey guys, how's it going? So thanks for being with me. I know you're, you're a busy guy and you have a lot going on, so I just appreciate your time, even if it's just for, for 30 minutes. Absolutely. So yeah, I wanna dive right in here. For our listeners that don't know about your products or who you are as a person or your entrepreneurial journey, what should uh, people know about you? Well, we are a dietary supplement company. Uh, we actually started out of Dallas, Texas, and recently moved back to Buffalo, New York, where I grew up. Yeah, so did you start the business there, or did you start it here? We started in Dallas. So I, uh, I went to Sweet Home, and I was a big wrestler there. And I finished my journey in uh, Bristol, Tennessee. Went there for four years in college. Got my degree in marketing and digital media. And then I met my wife there, and we ultimately decided to go back to Dallas, where she's from. Mm -hmm. So that kind of led me into Dallas is kind of like an entrepreneurial land. So I started coaching wrestling in a little city called Southlake. And when I was there, I met probably like, I met a bunch of CEOs of bigger companies. I met a bunch of entrepreneurs. So it was kind of like an interesting mix. And I started- While you were coaching? Like, were you yeah, meeting yeah, through yeah. the parents? Through the parents, yeah, while I was cool. coaching. So. Yeah. The cool thing about that mix was I got a job with a big company called Low T Center. It's like a testosterone rejuvenation center. And then on the side, all these entrepreneurial dads were having me build their websites. So I was kind of getting like a double, I was growing like at twice the rate as like a normal person would have just working. So after about, I don't know, I would say six months of making this guy a lot of money, like <laughs> twofold though i i spent a lot of his money to learn how to make a lot of money yeah and at the same time i got all these gigs to build websites so i was getting really good at building websites i went off and started working for a friend at a law firm and started my own company on the side and at first it was just a marketing company but then i uh oh man how did it happen I met up with, uh, through the marketing company, I was contacting some bigger companies outside the state, and I talked to a company called Shred Supplements, because I've always had a passion for supplements, just primarily because I take them, and mm -hmm. I took them in college, obviously, being a college wrestler. Hey, what, what stood out for you to, to, to uh, contact them? them? Yeah. So uh, it was emerging Instagram, as at the time when it first started, and they were like the premier Instagram they like had influencer marketing figured out. So they were, uh, I just kind of saw they're at the forefront. Yeah, so did you saw Did you like call them. to learn more about them or you just liked their supplements so much you wanted to maybe be a sponsor? Like, so what was the why? So I actually them emailed them at, I think it was like 11 o'clock at night and I was like, hey, your guy's marketing sucks. It was just straight up. Yeah. Like, said that straight up. And the guy called me at one in the morning. He's yeah. like, I want to talk. So. I knew at that time, A, it was a small business, which was cool. Yeah, so you can actually talk to the owner. Right, and B, that there'd be some opportunity there. So we got to talking, and we were talking about retargeting and, and 
think we were talking about influencer marketing at the time, but I ended up getting a little spot with them and retargeting and doing all their paid ads. And he sent me a contract, I think, 24 hours after that. So okay. real quick. Yeah. So I got started doing that while, and I was getting paid so well, I stopped kind of like the agency thing. Because mm -hmm. working for other people is hard. You know, it's, it's more of like a uh, customer service role at that point. Mm -hmm. So I started um, started working for that, and I was working for the law firm. And then they flew me up to, they're out of uh, Jersey City. They flew me up there, and they were like, hey, we want you to come down full-time, or mm -hmm. come up full-time. Mm -hmm. So took the job. It was a really good opportunity because I was the head marketing director there. And we moved up there, and then I told my wife, if she didn't like it, you know, just let me know, and we can move back. It's like four or six months later. She's like, I hate it here. Yeah. She's from Dallas. Okay. So I was like, no questions asked, pack up, move home. Luckily, at the time, I started another brand called FitLife. And it was kind of it was kind of picking up traction, but I was forced to really make it work when we moved back. And I grew that company from $10,000 the first like six months to $1.4 million the first year. Wow, okay. So we kind of took off, and a lot of the success was, like I said, they were big on Instagram. I kind of learned and dove into the uh the paid social marketing because there's two different sides there's like search which is on google mm -hmm. and then there's paid social which you kind of it's called display you put stuff in front of people and you kind of force them to see your stuff yeah whether They're they want or not yeah <laughs> so i kind of learned that end of it and that's what really helped in my fit life journey which did that for two years and then i ended up uh we were doubling year over year and i ended up selling that what made you uh, sell the uh, the business fit and then start something different? So, fit life, I had partner issues. Mm -hmm. and it was kind of just like a. It's kind of twofold. Like the brand fit life had trademarks on other stuff like clothing, and we were accessories. We we actually made the first dumbbell bracelet. Mm -hmm. It's a little bracelet with a dumbbell on it. Sold millions of them. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of just like, honestly, it was kind of corny. I wanted to build a brand, not mm -hmm. a product. Okay. So you guys had different visions. Then basically your partner bought you out. Right. Am I getting out of that? Okay. It, no. Uh, private private company bought me out. Okay. And it was the time, like it was that time where I could sell it because it was growing so much. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to do something else. Okay. Then you started Rise. Then I started Rise. Probably, okay. probably six months after. I actually developed the logo and everything while I was still at FitLife. Okay. So, so that, how long ago was that when you started Rise? Rise started in November 2017, so a little bit over two years ago. Okay, cool. So uh, so tell us about your journey now with Rise. So obviously you guys are supplements. Um, if you're watching on, on the video here, if not, we'll make sure we put the video on the website and we'll, we'll reference that towards the end. But that being said, so we have, you know, obviously protein, you know, basically you're uh, from your typical supplement company, but what makes yeah. you guys different? So our core, we're kind of... There's two different brands emerging right now. There's lifestyle brands, and then there is performance brands. Mm -hmm. And we take the lifestyle look to it, mm -hmm. and we incorporate performance into it. Okay. So aside from that, that's the branding play, how we're different. We have patented ingredients. Our flavors are amazing. Mm -hmm. Five-star rated flavors. It's what everybody says, though. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just trying to think of what else. Jordan, what else makes us different? Jordan with the power move. <laughs> okay, yes. So we have a uh, affiliate program, and we have about 40,000 affiliates. 
and they get a code and they get to go out and like sell it to all their friends and it's kind of cool because there's a tier system to it so they can have the ability to work their way up to be a sponsored or paid athlete they just have to prove it before they get it Mm -hmm. so we grow that every day we probably grow 100 to a thousand people a day depending on how much ad spend we put in so that kind of that's another differentiating thing do you guys use like message like athletes or, or not so much? We or you just more just more through paid advertising. You're attracting people that way. Athletes or affiliates? Uh, either or. So yeah. affili- it's it's definitely two different parts. Affiliates yeah. we go out and find, mm-hmm. and affiliates get the best discount code mm-hmm. at Rise, so they get a thirty percent discount code. So they feel kind of special because they're like the top tier, mm-hmm. and they get exclusive discounts and they have an exclusive page. And they get first releases to new products and new gear. Um, athletes, on the other hand, we have someone like Joey Swole. He has two million followers. Mm-hmm. So yes, we go out and we poach them. Same with Conor McGregor when we had him. Um, yeah, so we were different. yeah, so we were talking a little before the podcast. So which reminds me, that I have to say this on air now. Um, so yeah, so cool. What's cool about Rise Products is they had like major athletes like the that you mentioned, uh, Conor McGregor, and who was the second one again? Joey Swole is one of them. Uh, we have Greg Doucette, who is an IFBB pro. He holds a world record for bench press. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we got a few others too. Yeah. So so do you guys literally just like I mean we just Twitter <laughs> message them? Do you call their PR person? Like how how does that even work? So, so for just in case uh, an entrepreneur says how the heck do I get in front of those people? So yeah, you gotta obviously you gotta stand out first, right? So building the brand and building it up to make your presence online is the first thing because they're all online. Mm-hmm. Like all they care about is they go look at your Instagram. Like mm-hmm. oh what are they doing? So that's the first step. Second, yeah, just reaching out. Reaching out and connecting. So I've really made a point to network in the fitness community. because So like one person may know someone and that person knows someone and that's how you get connected with them. Usually if you just DM them, you're not gonna have the best results. Yeah, you know, I imagine because they're probably getting yeah. a thousand DMs a day. Yeah, imagine how many Conor McGregor gets. Yeah. It's 30 million followers. Yeah. So you gotta know someone. I actually had an athlete at the time that knew Conor McGregor's, um, I think his management or his best friend, his best friend knew the management. Yeah. And then I got the opportunity to pitch him, and that's kind of how that went. Was he just like he acts on camera, or is he, he a little more? He is not. He's the coolest guy you'll ever meet. Okay. So, I mean, he is tough. He's tough as could be. Yeah. But um, I remember we went to watch him for the Khabib fight. Mm-hmm. We went to Vegas, and we were watching his training camp. So it's super nice, but we watched him train, and there was this uh, – like ringer thing and you hit it and it put a score up how hard you hit he hit so hard it like shook my heart yeah like he's toughest dude but he's also nice yeah that's cool it's a cool combination yeah because obviously you have this persona on tv because you know that's what sells a lot of times and you wonder what you know who's who's really real and whatnot but that's cool i think that's awesome so so obviously you you reached that so what do you think you really credit because you've built this giant brand over the last two years and it's only going to grow so what do you really think you credit success success is it really just is it really through Instagram or is it a little like, like, I guess I didn't want to answer the question. I just want to get your organic thoughts on that. It so. is. So I've had to pivot a few times in business. Like when we first started, we were able to purely use affiliates and athletes to kind of um, get out there and get in front of people. And then it kind of got, there's like a, a dry time because you have someone with 2 million followers, Joey. We started with Joey. And you kind of reach all of his followers that just want to buy product. So then it's like, all right, well, how do you use 
more of his followers or more people to buy. So that's when we started the affiliate program. Mm -hmm. And that we doubled. So we saw an instant spike. So, so if in someone's sales. selling a product, you know, specifically supplements or just in general, how, how do they start an affiliate program in a general sense? I'm not saying to give away all your secrets here, but some people are like, you know what? I sell a product or a service. It could be like chocolate for all I care, right? right? So my point is that, like, how do they, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs out there that are listening? How do they start an affiliate program? I don't think it's the affiliate program, it's the community. Okay. So we built a really good community. And the way, so a lot of people in supplements, for example, want to be an affiliate. They want to try to be an athlete. And uh, all you got to do is build a good community where people believe in what you're selling to buy it. It's really that simple. Okay. It's Why make it more complicated if it doesn't have to be? It's really that simple. And a lot of people just go out and try to, like, push product. Mm -hmm. Say, why is somebody going to buy your vitamin over going to Walmart and buying a regular multivitamin? Or going on Amazon Prime or something of that nature. I mean, the reality of it is all multivitamins are the same. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. So what makes yours different? It's so really, it's just about the vision, the brand, what do you stand for, you know, what's in it for me. So with the affiliate program, do you just give a discount if they're an affiliate or do they have to pay into that? How does that usually work? Yeah, they get a discount, but it's also like what value do you give them? Mm -hmm. you know, just same with any company. Give them value and they're going to come back, A, or B, they're going to buy. Mm -hmm. So we also give a lot of good, like, knowledge. We give workout tips all the time. Mm -hmm. We give... And workout tips from like our athletes, mm -hmm. from high profile people. We give um, diet advice. They can reach out directly to me. Mm -hmm. So everyone follows me, Joey. We all respond to everybody. So it's like a big community. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really what's changed our company. Well, that's really cool. My next question is, so before you got your high, unless you got it in the beginning, I'm guessing you didn't get joy right in the beginning. So you built your social media presence. Do you think that people should go after local athletes right away? Or do you think they should just like shoot for the moon, go for, hey, we got a thousand followers on Instagram. Let's go reach out to Conor McGregor. I'm guessing there has to be some kind of step process. Or yeah, I could be completely uh, wrong. You got to have the revenue, right? Yeah. So you got to pay these guys. These big paid athletes or these big athletes, you got to pay. Okay. Um, I got to think back to how I started, I guess. You got to. So I did it through paid advertising. Mm -hmm. So that was like my thing. But if you don't know paid advertising, I guess. So hire somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Hire Nick. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. got to know, first you got to put a story together, right? Like if you go pitch an athlete and you don't know what you're doing and what your product is, why are they going to want to be a part of it? Right. Because they're attaching their name to a product. And if that company goes out of business or they fire them because they can't afford them, it ruins their name. Yeah. Like brand, brand jump. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. So people go brand jump like you got some athletes that try to find the next best deal and go to every company they can, but it only lasts a month because they really don't sell. Yeah. Or you have your loyal people that have been with one company forever and you can never get them away from that company, yeah. even if you offer them more money. Yeah. Hey, really quick. A lot of great things are happening for the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast. We're doing free networking events every single month. We're doing them at breweries, distilleries, local coffee houses. So my question to you is, do you like free drinks? Do you like free food? Do you like networking with other entrepreneurs in the area? Then you definitely do not want to miss this. Go to westernyorkentrepreneur.com and sign up for our events or to be notified via email when the next event is going down. Again, the website is wnyentrepreneur.com. And if you're loving these podcasts, make sure you leave us a rating, give us a review, and let other entrepreneurs know about this because this is just too good to contain. 
We're in a movement in Western New York for entrepreneurs where we're just helping other entrepreneurs take their next step. No gimmicks, no sales pitches, just good old networking, giving information and sharing what we learn so we can help our local economy and our local entrepreneurs grow. So be a part of this. Go to WNYEntrepreneur.com. Now, back to your podcast. So did you guys never really go after the local athlete market or when you guys did paid advertising? So you guys just targeted specific high-end athletes through paid advertising is what you did? We never targeted athletes. We targeted the consumer. Okay. And that when we went to these bigger athletes, that kind of, uh, I guess, customer base and success made them comfortable at joining the brand. Okay. So yeah, once you build it, then you started reaching out. Okay, I understand now. Yeah. But you guys never really want the local. I'm just. I'm sorry if I asked that question three local, ways. Local. Times. Or never. Never. Okay, I was just wondering. Never. But we do have some local. Because that'll now. be my first thinking, knowing nothing of the business. I was just like, oh, once you reach out, the look at kind of build small. But you like you guys just built the brand, built the consumer, you know, wanting it, and then you went for the biggest. Right. Okay. So the beauty of social media is you don't need to go local, right? You can reach people in Dallas, Miami, California. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's true. You're right. I'm sorry. It's not, yeah. I go. For we it. I did that. have like I do have so another thing. I have people that are in, like bodybuilders in really good shape, and I put them in the ads, and then those people talk to people's goals, right? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody wants to get big and they're not big, they want to see someone that's big, telling them to take the product and how to take it and to make their diet plan and blah blah blah. So you got to also speak with your customer. Mm-hmm. You can't just like. Send them emails every day to give them a coupon to buy or Right. Yeah. Or, like, have an ad with just the product in the ad. Like, no, that's not going to work. Like, mm-hmm. why is that going to stop someone from the thousands of pre-workouts out there to stop and look at yours? Mm-hmm. So once you get them and attract them in, then on the landing page you give knowledge mm-hmm. and kind of tell them why your product's different. Yeah. So, so for, our, for our entrepreneurs out there, just don't put your brand in an Instagram post every day. And I see it all the time. wonder why people aren't buying it. Yeah so, yeah, so talk more about that if you want. It drives me nuts. Like... I mean, just like I said, like, why, like, what, what does it tell you that you have a product just sitting there in a stagnant picture? It tells you nothing. Yeah. Like, uh, I see, give me a good example, like, uh, maybe a meal prep company, and all they have is their food. Mm-hmm. Well, what's different about the food? Maybe you give a custom diet plan, so mm-hmm. when you hit their landing page, depending on your macros mm-hmm. or what you're trying to achieve, lose weight or gain muscle, it recommends different foods because most of these people they don't know how to get there mm-hmm. they don't have time to do their people that are buying our product don't have time to do crazy research to find out how to gain muscle or lose weight yeah so you got to guide them to do it mm-hmm. and that's I agree. a lot of people miss out on that and it's got to be pretty simple like you know in five seconds you know what what do you what can you yeah you have three seconds to gain their attention yeah in a video i agree remember that jordan Three seconds. So you watch this video. I'm sorry if we lost you. You know, three seconds into it. Um, no, for future videos that he makes. So I want to ask about the manufacturing part of it. So did yep. you just like buy a plant and move this in, or did you like did you pay some chemist to create something and then you just like how did that all work? So we that's a good question because we partnered with our a third party manufacturer. So it's kind of like our own, mm-hmm. but we partnered with them and we go in. In the beginning, we went in all the time to test our products. Um, they make them, they're third-party tested, they're NSF certified. So the benefit to that is you get, they do multiple brands, so you get to get all those certifications without having to pay for your own lab to do all that. Mm-hmm. So they have their own business of making millions of dollars doing that, 
and then they make our products and they ship them here. Mm. Well, that makes sense. So you did that, and then do you guys still use that, or do you guys kind of, kind of like went you out? Maybe I don't. I, maybe you outgrew it, and then you moved to a different, or are you still using that? We still use them, uh-huh. but turn times, and so we can talk a little about that. So yeah. Turn times and supplements are eight weeks. So holding product, you always have to have eight weeks of product on hand. Okay. So that's getting tough. So we have more than one manufacturer now because you put different POs in at different times and you're always getting product in when you're running out because mm-hmm. one manufacturer can't always produce for you. Okay. So you have two different manufacturers. You're on a four-week lead time. How do you balance those two? Uh, sometimes I mess up and run out, but yeah. it's, it's part of learning supply chain. Yeah. Um, hopefully learning and growing, but we have systems like uh, ERP systems that kind of forecast for you and try to help yeah. steady that flow but yeah well you're not the only one i mean when yeah. I, when I met with like yeah. some of the higher ups in delta sonic they literally ran out of like what do you want to call it car washing soapy. liquid yeah, soapy yeah. soapy and i'm like and they're a car wash like that's kind of yeah. your bread and butter yeah. you know so that's so cool so what are a couple um if you want me asking what are a couple of mistakes do you think like what are your biggest like success where maybe you didn't think that was like well that actually worked and <clears throat> maybe maybe one or two you're like whoa we probably shouldn't have done that or wow i thought this was going to work but it actually turned out to be the exact opposite whatever you want to start with so i'll start with the mistake because that leads me to my successes right okay. so first mistake as much as i loved having conor mcgregor was jumping into something that big that quick okay so it costs a lot of money obviously it's a high profile biggest athlete in the world mm-hmm. highest paid athlete in the world mm-hmm. and you think like oh he's got 30 million followers he posts he's going to sell a million products didn't happen that way mm-hmm. so through that I learned to take smaller steps and to really figure out what works and really hone in on that mm. to accelerate my business. Right. So when you finally get to that, you're like, we already test. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's no golden works. ticket. You're not just going to be like, oh, this guy is famous. The Rock's going to post my thing and it's going to make me millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Truly is hard work. Figuring out what makes your brand different, why people will take your brand, and then accelerating and duplicating that. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Um, and then what do you think was your greatest success? Going back to my affiliate program, the affiliate program, because we're not just selling a product anymore. We're creating a community around people that want to better themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's that's made the biggest impact on myself and on the company because it's like every day I have new people coming in and talking about how much they love the product and the community and how it's changing their life. and believe it or not there's people in there that are products and our community and being a part of something has changed our life mm-hmm. and it's just yeah it's a bigger purpose yeah. it's cool waking up and knowing that you know we're gonna have hundreds of new people that maybe one of those persons will take our product and talk to joey and get on a diet plan and lose weight and they're depressed and now they're feeling better about themselves their confidence goes up they're doing better at work and mm. it's just a spiral effect no oh, that's so cool and uh, believe it or not, we only have like five, seven minutes left. Oh, wow. So um, I know we talked a little bit before the podcast. And again, for our listeners out there, a lot of this is just super organic. So um, that's how we like it. I don't yeah. like pre-scripted things. But is there something that you want to talk about? Or maybe do you have any advice for entrepreneurs in Western New York? Do you think that you just kind of see all the time these mistakes they make? Maybe it's in terms of marketing or how they're branding or yeah, whatever you want Let me flip it on you. What do you think the biggest thing Buffalo and Western New York needs? Oh, I wasn't ready for a question. So I can uh, yeah, maybe give some of my knowledge on that. Cause, so I've just moved back six months ago. Okay. So I'm kind of new to this. If you look at the Dallas scene, it's like 
everyone's got all these marketers. Yeah, I love Dallas. I've been there probably eight yeah, times. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just different. So much different than Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't really know what Buffalo is lacking yet. So maybe yeah. you tell me and I'll. Yeah, well, give you one thing, I, you depends, seriously, it depends what part of Buffalo you're from. Because, you know, if you go to the North Town, South Towns, they're two different jungles. Yeah. They really are. I've noticed that if you're in the South Towns, they're very loyal to their local businesses down there. So, kind of like the South, they're more of like relationship based versus time based. Which means okay. they care more about relationships versus time. Which means, like for example, they're not going to go to like a um, more of a Lowe's. They're going to go more of like the Arthur's uh, hardware store down there. Yeah. And they're going to go to a salon versus like a Supercuts. Nothing wrong with that, but I just noticed no. they're yeah. more just from my working with 140 clients the last five years. And then the North Towns, I realized it's more about time versus relationship. It's kind of like almost like I don't want to say New York City because it's completely you can never yeah. compare like Williamsville to New York City. People might yeah. think that's crazy, but it's more fast paced. It's more about get this done. It's convenience. So that's that's from my opinion, just an opinion out there. But for me, as you know, one thing I really started this podcast to answer your question this way is that I've noticed that the reason why I started this podcast because I noticed Western New York entrepreneurs or just Western New York in general are so loyal. Yeah. To people in Western New yeah, York. Yeah, they are. So I wanted to create an entrepreneurial podcast, which is probably this because we. There's great. There's a million entrepreneurs out there, but what about the ones in our backyard? So yep. for me, it's create something that's connected to the community, connecting to the hearts, to Western New York. Like you know, go blue for Ben went huge, right? And um, there's just so many different things out there. But anyways, go ahead. So on that same token, it's great being in Western New York and focusing on Western New York. But my biggest advice is get outside of Western New York. Mm-hmm. It's and growing up here, it's there's a bubble effect, right? Mm-hmm. People really focus on Buffalo, New York. There's so much more outside of it, and there's so many people moving to different places of the country that there might be thousands of people, and so you could target people that are from Buffalo on mm-hmm. Facebook and ads. Yep. Outside of Buffalo, you know, they're living in Dallas now. Right. You're not targeting those people. Maybe if it's Buffalo Pride, get those people too. Right. So look outside of Buffalo, try to grow and expand in that section because. It's very, very important. There's so many people out there that you can market to and sell to. I totally agree with you. Because kind of like when you, for example, if you live in Dallas, you probably had a Buffalo Bills hat out at one point. Mm-hmm. You're repping your team. You're repping your city. Absolutely. So, you know, Buffalo versus everybody, you probably see those wherever you go. Right. So I totally agree with you. That's a good, that's a good point. And it's just, I've seen that people try to stay so local and it's just a big mistake. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's definitely confining. And to uh, kind of comment on your two different segments, yeah. try to find different. So for me, it's I have huge wholesale and international distribution. That's a whole separate company, and I think of that differently than I think of my online portion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think of their whole company as the same. Okay. Try to try to adapt and segment out different ways of thinking. Like, yeah, you can be really friendly and very. Uh, how did you describe it? Very uh, relationship building. Mm-hmm. That's great, and we do that too for sales. We also have a whole team that focuses on the back end to get it out to people different ways online. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't shift the way they think, and the higher-up doesn't try to differentiate it, and that's kind of where they fail because they think so one-minded. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure, as you were probably well aware, different regions want different, different things, things. You know, yeah. so you know, yeah. marketing different ways. Um, but, that, but that being said, Nick, if you don't mind me asking, so if someone really you know, disconnects with you, connects with your story, or like me, I, I love supplements. I love thinking, you know, being healthy. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a health nut. But that being said, if someone wants to connect with you, whatever you feel comfortable putting on the air, what is the best way for someone to connect with you? So Instagram is going to be the easiest. Rise CEO, Rise underscore CEO. Um, I have all my affiliates follow me. I have like 60,000 affiliates that follow me. Yeah. By the and way, guys, it's Rise, R-Y-S-E. Exactly. I guess make sure. Yeah. And um, that's the easiest way. 
I always I respond to everybody, and I'm always on there trying to trying to help people. Yeah, that's cool. So if I had to describe Nick Stella or Nicholas Stella in in one word, totally putting you on the spot here. What do you what do you think? What do you think? Oh, you want me to describe myself? Or, I thought you were going to tell I, me the one I'll word. I'll tell you what. How about if I ask your wife? If I say describe Nicholas Stella in, in uh, one word, what do you think she'd give me? Obsessive. Obsessive. Yeah. Why do you think she'd use that word? I. Uh, so I guess that's another good thing to talk about. I'm obsessive over everything I do. Mm-hmm. So uh, talking about entrepreneurship, my brand. Mm-hmm. I like. We have labels that I send back. We flavor test 18 times before getting the right flavor. That's another thing that makes my brand stand apart than everyone else's. Mm-hmm. We, there's bad to it too, because we take years to release new products, new flavors. Like it took us a year to release our third flavor of protein, but I went through like 12 different types to get it right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just obsessed about Are you like yelling it. at the person that's making it? I'm no, just kidding. I'm not yelling, but <laughs> I, uh, it annoys chocolate. them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ooh, this is the 11th time. I'm like, it's not good. It's not perfect. Yeah. You know? And uh, that is one thing if you talk to some of our consumers, they're like, their flavors are perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, everything we release is perfect. Our packaging, we have a, a word of excellence. We've beat St. Ives and Clorox mm-hmm. in labeling contests. So even down to the labeling, like I want someone to pick this up and be like, when they buy it, and they're like, this is a good decision. Mm-hmm. And I try to carry that over with everything in my life. Oh, that's really cool. You're kind of like me. I feel like I could be wrong, but I'm either all in or I'm all out. You have there, to be. There's no 40% with yeah. me. And uh, and if I'm not passionate about it, like, what, what, why are we even doing this? What's the point? Yeah, because as soon as you make a, a good dollar, you're like, well, what do I do now? Right. But when you're obsessed about it, like, how do we perfect this? How do we move forward? So I think that's just a huge tip for entrepreneurs out there. you got to be obsessed with what you're doing. If you're not, if it's just about the money in the beginning, even if you have success, which I think it's hard to have, especially when it's just all about the money, because as soon as you make it, the purpose, the passion, the obsessiveness just kind of goes out the window. So persistence too. If you don't, if you fail at first, just keep trying. Yeah. You know, like, and it might not even be the thing you're trying, but if you really believe in what you got and you really believe that you can make a difference, don't stop because the people that stop, you don't, you don't make it anywhere. Yeah. So I have to ask, what's next for Rise? Rise has really big plans in 2020. Um, from product standpoint, we're launching about 30 new SKUs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're dabbling into protein bars and RTDs, so ready to drinks. So we're gonna we're gonna really step it up. That's so cool. Awesome. Well, I, I'd say good luck, but you don't need it. It seems like. <laughs> but uh, thanks for your time, Nick. I really do appreciate it. I'm sure entrepreneurs grabbed a lot of stuff from this, and uh, I look forward to having you at events. So um, I'm gonna do a little shout out here for a second. So just for you guys, if you're still listening. Um, where our first event is January uh, 16th. It's a Thursday at uh, Community Beer Works right downtown here. It's from 530 to 7.30. There's only 40 spots available. I believe last time I checked, we had four spots left. Uh, you cannot just show up. There literally will be a list with your name on it. So if, you, uh, if you're not RCP, you will be turned away at the door. But free beer and free appetizers. So so come on down, and we're going to have people like Nick and uh, the other Nick Arnott as well who's uh, helping Absolutely. us record this video. So I appreciate you, Nick. And uh, Hey, guys, so make sure you RCP, go to the website, and sign up for the emails for that. But thanks again for your time, Nick. Thank you. I'm in for that. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.